0: Welcome to Women on the Line, a community radio national feminist current affairs program featuring the voices of women and gender diverse people, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Emma Hart.
1: And just, you know, getting the words out there, like in terms of creating a safe environment for our trans community, And however way they choose to express themselves, love themselves and thrive, it's so important to feel safety.
0: Women on the Line acknowledges that this program is produced and presented on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and that their sovereignty was never ceded. We acknowledge their elders past and present, as well as the traditional owners of the land on which you're hearing us from. This week on the program, we focus on transfem.com.au, a new website and tool for preventing straight or bi plus cis men's violence towards trans women. We speak about the project with Amal Leotalu, community advocate, consultant, and performance artist, whose work focuses on weaving the tapestry of intersectionality of race, culture, and gender, and Star Lady, social justice advocate and program manager at the Zoe Bell Gender Collective. This episode contains discussion of intimate partner violence against trans women, for support and referral resources, you can visit transfem.com.au. That's fem as in F E M M E.
1: Okay, my name is Amal, pronouns she, her, community activist, advocate, um, trans consultant, performer, public speaker.
2: My name is Star Lady. Uh, uh, today I'm coming from Jajawarang and Tangarang country. I my pronouns are she, her, and hers, and I'm the program manager at the Zobel Gender Collective, and we helped manage the Trans Fem project.
0: So great to have you on the program today. So let's have an overview of Trans Fem. Um, Star Lady, I might start with you to give us an overview of the project.
2: Yeah, totally. So Trans Fem it's a prevention of uh, men's violence, cis men's violence against trans women. And it's a website designed to support healthier relationships between trans women and cis uh, cisgender, heterosexual or bi plus men. And the, I guess the, the project, it took over a year to develop. And it really comes from 30 uh, interviews we conducted uh, through the Zobel Gender Collective, a small, which is a small trans and gender diverse uh, advocacy organization that I'm the program manager at, we did 30 interviews with uh, trans women and cis men who date trans women, you know, whether that's long-term relationships, uh, dating or hookups, and talked about their uh, relationships.
0: So really informed um, by lived experience and it sounds like lots of evidence, evidence-based evidence stuff. Yeah, too. it's
2: all about, I guess there's lots of like stories, stories, tips and resources about how to have Uh, healthy relationships but I guess we did you know in that I think we sort of like found there was like really sort of like uh, I guess you know through the consultation that so many trans women had sort of had the overwhelming uh, sort of like you know poor experiences in dating and intimacy with cis men where they'd experienced you know lots of like uh, intimate partner violence, uh, sexual assault, objectification and fetishization and just experiences of those relationships facing stigma, discrimination, and they're often hidden from society. And so quite often, you know, those relationships, maybe that in terms of like public dating or being introduced to your partner's family and friends, they could have been really hidden.
0: Yeah. So really important um, and also really deep and intimate stuff that has a huge impact on people's lives. Yeah. Um, so in the launch for the um, event last week, um, there was a panel discussion where people talked about their experiences and also some of the um, the content that's available on the website. So what um, what kind of resources can people find if they access the transfem.com.au website?
2: Well, I guess there's like content for both, uh, there's a men's section. And so that's designed, you know, for men. And then there's a, a trans women's section as well and it does cover that sort of like content around discrimination and stigma about objectification and fetishization and managing that there's a lot around uh, managing like I guess like intimacy and respect and consent you know but also about about uh you know about you know, uh, being introduced to family and friends and sort of disclosing your trans experience or your relationship with your trans partner. I do think it's really important that we acknowledge that when we're talking about, uh, you know, the deaths that have occurred within our society uh, in and around, you know, intimate partner violence for the trans community, that it is often trans women of colour who might come from migrant or sex work backgrounds who've been disproportionately impacted by those experiences. And, uh, you know, that's why we've worked with amazing advocates such as, you know, Amal um, and Anastasia Lee, who sort of authored the sections on uh, racial objectification and racial stereotypes.
0: Yeah, Amal, I wanted to ask you, yeah, as Star Lady mentioned, along with Anastasia Lee, you, you authored the racial objectification and racial stereotypes content on the website. What kind of resources and information can people find there? And also, I imagine that must have been a really sort of intimate and challenging process. What was it like to sort of be authoring that kind of content for the website?
1: First of all, I think it was important because as Star Lady was mentioning, um the, the repercussions for especially trans women of color is a lot more deeper, is deeper felt because uh, the support um, like here for example, in Western like Australia, um, you'll find that a lot of trans women of color will not access services because you know they don't there's nothing there they can connect with. So there's that on top of being in the relationship and, you know, not knowing where to go. Um, so the, the, the repercussions for us are quite huge. The fact that, um, you know, our voices are silenced and even um, some of our LGBTIQ or our LGBTIQ organisations are not really doing enough uh, to, uh, to combat, you know, uh, some of the issues that trans women of colour face let alone trans community in general. Um, and so to be able to converse about it um, is, is important, you know, for that reason, it's our safety at the end of the day. It's being able to feel safe to A, access service, be be safe within, you know, whatever parameter that we decide to, travel or go but also with the the so-called partner that we're with because we're also dealing with cultural complexes cultural nuances which add a whole nother dimension to the fact that we just happen to be trans so um, it's almost like it's a double-edged sword we're having not only to defend for ourselves but also for our chosen partner that we have on top of that the, you know, all the cultural differences that um, each culture has and the fact that community still has, you know, still has a problem with the trans identity, they still find it challenging. Hence, you know, the examples of the way trans people are treated in society and just the discrimination that we face constantly on a day-to-day basis, you know, I think is a, a great reason why this, this resource or these conversations conversations should happen and um, you know, you know, take the forefront of being able to be discussed in an open forum.
0: Star lady mentioned the 30 plus interviews that's sort of used to inform the content on the website. So the, the way the content's written is sort of um information and it's interspersed with quotes um, from women who've contributed to the project and also um, men. Um, in the different sections, and it's it seems so important to have people's direct voices as part of that.
1: Yeah, we're, you know, we're talking, you know, at the end of the day that this is a community that's, you know, sexually objectified, harassed, um, discriminated against. It's every good reason why uh, these issues need to be put to the forefront and discussed. Because the more we don't and the more we don't, uh, connect with this community, then there are those voices that are silenced. I look at, you know, an example of one of my trans friends in the, the brutal way that she was taken a few years ago. It was horrific. Yeah, it was horrific. And, you know, media had a, had a di- you know, but, you know, they portrayed her out, you know, the stigma that trans people face just because of their identity and then on top of that having to hide the relationship or, you know, what came from the, that relationship, it was like her partner at the time, you know, Oh no, that couldn't happen. You know, like we're kind of ostracized to be the bad people, you know? Um. So the importance of engaging in those conversations and trying to normalize it somehow. So, We're not scared. We're not scared to turn up with our partners. We're not scared to talk about it within our own families. Um, Is the reason why these are so important. But, you know, at the end of the day, trans people are being murdered left, right, and centre, point blank. That's every good reason to address and be talking about things like, you know, relationships, you know, within our parameters of who we have as partners
0: women on the line on community radio around australia you're listening to women on the line this week we're looking at transfem.com.au a new set of resources for preventing straight or bi plus cis men's violence against trans women you were just hearing amal leo speaking about the stigma and silencing faced by trans women of color next this is star lady
2: it is important to say that like uh Trans women date lots of different people. Some trans women That's will right. date other women, some trans women will date other trans and gender diverse people, and some trans women will date, like, cis men. We've chosen to focus, to have some of the focus in particular, to address cis men's violence because that, I mean, we're, we're talking, we're, at the end of the day, we're talking about tr- trans women being murdered by their cis male partners. You know, other parts of the community in particular, I think, The trans and gender diverse community might have a higher level of knowledge in and around, uh, you know, respectful communication, understanding bodies and body diversity, you know, there might be a higher level of understanding from our own community, but I think with cis men in particular, that's not there. And we're talking about relationships in our society that are highly stigmatised and a taboo, you know, taboo in so many ways between trans women and cis straight or bi plus guys. And it's that taboo, it's that stigma that contributes to the violence towards trans women. Men feel ashamed of their attraction towards trans women and that shame contributes to the violence towards trans women and so we're trying to address that particular stigma and shame. What was really clear in talking to some of the men, some of the cis men in, that, in this project, is when families of young men, particularly of young men, had talked to them and said, it's okay, whoever you love, whether that's a man, whether that's a woman, whether it's a trans and gender diverse person, whoever you love, as long as they're a nice person, they are welcome in our family and in our house. And those young men were growing up and they were inviting their trans partner to into their world. They were, they were introducing to them to their friends and families and were integrated and were being respectful. But What was also really obvious was when the, friends and family of the cis guys shamed those men for their relationships with trans women. That relationship was more likely to break down under the stress of that. But also he was much more likely to enact intimate partner violence, either verbal or physical abuse. And sometimes there was a really direct link around that. And so that talks about something that everyone can do you know, because we're not just like, this isn't just a resource. I guess we've created a resource for trans women and cis men around dating, but this project broadly talks about, we need everyone to go out to the, you know, cis guys in their life, straight, bi plus guys and go, Hey, I want you to know that if you ever get in a relationship with a trans woman, we want you to respect her. We want you to respect trans women. And if, you ever need someone to talk to, or you ever need support, come and do, come and speak to me, because that will create change. We need to break down this stigma, um, right. because that stigma is 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 causing us, you know, harm. Can you imagine what it would be like in a life where you can't access a relationship? A relationship is more than, it's more than just about two people. It's about a community. It's about your family. And cis men, you know, are sometimes often looking at trans women going, I'm attracted to them, but I can't actually marry or have a relationship with them because I can never introduce them to my friends and family. Imagine not being able to the barriers to accessing love. Imagine being in a relationship where that's, you know, quite often for some some of us, you know, is where you're being hidden. You're being hidden and those relationships are only ha- happening in the privacy of a hotel or your house, and can never go out in public. And, you know, and that is, I think, quite linked to passing. Whether trans women pass mm-hmm. as a cis woman, you're more likely to be able to access, like, public dating, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it because the men are always worried, you know, quite often are worried about, you know, will anyone know that I'm dating a trans woman? And we need to break down that. Trans women, however they are, are beautiful and they have the That's right fine. to be loved and they have a right to access public relationships.
0: So with this sort of prevention focus and framework, it's about sort of activating these webs of community relationships and networks to really support and uphold the beauty and value and integrity of trans women in all of their relationships. Um, uh, Starlady, during the launch for the um, the resource Last week, you mentioned that this has been a dream project for some time. I mean, do you you feel like this kind of content or discussion is really lacking in our existing resources around preventing violence against trans women who especially are in relationships with men? Yeah,
2: totally. I mean, I think it's hard because, like, you know, uh, LGBTI services, because really a part of it we're talking about straight men, you know. (laughs) And so, you know, some of the LGBTI services have gone, oh, well, they're straight you know, these are potentially people view them as heteros- heterosexual relationships, and so they're not providing, you know, the services for, for um, cis men, straight men who are dating trans women, and mainstream services are going, this is a queer issue, and so nobody's doing anything. I think you'll find um, sure. a, a resource like this doesn't exist, hasn't existed on a national level I haven't seen it on an international level. I'm not saying there are things not out there. There will be blog posts and other things, but I think to the depth that we've got that it doesn't exist. And I think anyone reading it will be able to learn. It's designed for cis men and trans women, but you'll be able to read it and I think it will give you insight into our relationships. A way that people could use it is I imagine trans women, like you're on a Tinder date (laughs) and there's a guy and he's not being that cool or, you know what I mean, you're worried about what he's going to be like, it's like, hey, love, read this resource, www.transfem.com.au, read this, or you're on a first date, you're really worried about if he's going to be respectful or even if you've been in a longer-term relationship and he seems to be struggling, you can send him to this resource and he'll be able to do it. I think for, for trans women, you'll be able to see if you date cis men you're going to see your stories, some of your stories reflected. I just don't necessarily haven't seen them reflected in other resources before. Because I think there's a unique experience when you're sort of dating in particular cis straight guys. It's really, they're not queer, you know, necessarily.
0: I was going to ask as well. Yeah, in some of the, the, I guess, like the testimony or the quotes from women who are interviewed for the website, people talk about, being tired of um, educating their partners all the time.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's like, it's because we're having to constantly educate and explain our stories. And, you know, this is where that thing of normalizing it, if, if it was normalized, we wouldn't have to do that. But we're constantly having to do it like the work that Star Lady does and myself when we go into these organizations just to talk about our trans experiences. And, you know, the advocacy work that we both do. um, It does, you know, like personally for myself, it does get tiring. Like, it's, you know, it's just, it's like that recorded tape that plays over and over again. And you're just thinking, when are these people going to get it? So it would be great if the wider community could also do some research as well, just to meet us halfway Uh, in educating themselves as well like there's stuff out there that they can you know read up on regarding trans stuff you know trans new diverse community but you know coming back to what you were asking before it does get tiring um, to try and educate people especially when it's the same thing that's being said over and over again
2: I think trans women did really talk about this like incredible weight and burden of having to educate their partners, but also because there's no services, you know, of the very few services for their cis male partners to go to, you know, uh, that understand our relationships and the issues facing us, those men don't get any support. So when I interviewed them, it was like so many of those men said, this is the very first time in my life I've been able to talk about this other than my, with my partner the very first time and then, and then they were also this is the first time I've ever got to feel a sense of pride in either my attraction to trans women or in my relationship with a trans woman and I just think that's incredible incredibly shocking and we need need many of our services including our mental health services our relationship counseling and even things like yeah. the men's lines to know how to like talk to these to to guys and how they can understand and support them. Because until you support them, our lives as trans women who date them, isn't going to change and all of the weight and burden of that falls upon us. And it's, it's too much. And it leads to the violence and, and oppression, oppression of us. And we need that to change, but we can't change that. Society needs to change that. That's you know, we right. need to change the stigma and discrimination that is occur is occurring. And we need these relationships to go from being hidden to being really celebrated. We just don't see it. That's do you- right. In our po- popular culture, where are the relationships between trans women and cis men? I don't see them on television. I don't see them necessarily on the film. Maybe like in some Netflix, you know, or some stuff. Mm. But that's about that's about it. They're not in our media. They're not in our, you know, they're so sort of hidden and we need to bring them out into the light and we need to start celebrating them because it does end up in this really sort of levels of abuse and violence towards us or just the simple fact that it's harder to access love because, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, the guys will go, well, it's too hard to date a trans woman. I might love her, but it's too hard I'm going to make some other choices that will be easier, easier for me or my family or my community celebrates the relationships I have with cis women. So I'm going to leave the trans woman because that's not celebrated. That's what I, I mean. I heard men were talking about that. They were just like, these were, I can't, I I, I love trans women, but it's just too hard and I'm not being, you know, supported. And that's society. Some of the men need to take some of that responsibility, but so does our society. You can't solely uh, blame, blame the men. They have, they have responsibilities for right. the society. Yeah, it's,
1: it, uh, if I can just jump in. That, that, navigating that space and unpacking it, um, you know, and being able to access... Powerful service, it's just not there. It's just you know, and so there's this shame that's kind of undercut, deeper and lower. That it's just you can't talk about it, but yet I feel as a trans woman, it's it's weight on our shoulders. It's it feels like it's triple the weight on our shoulders. The fact that oh, I can't talk about it, oh, I don't know where to go to, where to go for support, there's nothing there. So I have to take this all in and mentally it can be quite challenging and quite draining the fact that you're having to not navigate, you know, safety or just for yourself, but you're also looking at the partner, you know, how do you navigate their responses and, you know, what can you do? You know, and I think this is one of the things where, you know, I know personally for myself, I've tried to hold on to a relationship that I've had, because of that simple fact is who else would so-called love me if this person goes and not realising that oh, I, I've got nowhere to turn afterwards to talk about um, how I feel or how it's gone. You know, you know, like I don't feel personally that I can connect with an organisation out there that's going to understand, you know, my trans experience or my queer experience um, given that I'm, you know, with a cis male. And that can be challenging, like already just going to any organisation for myself, I find, is a challenge. You know, um, you know the parameters of being safe and being able to discuss it freely without somebody going, asking silly questions or, or are you really a woman? You know, like questions such as that, you know, like so you think to yourself, well, why would a trans person want to go through that uh, experience, you know, let alone explain that they've been, you know, their partners, the cis male, we're about to break up. Where could they go? Why would they want to explain that, knowing the repercussions of getting either verbally attacked or verbally abused at? I mean, those are things to consider, you know, the access to services. I mean, so-called written in terms of actions, No not really because we still have a group in society that's still you know kind of shunned off so there's a lot of erasure Uh, our voices are constantly silenced and if it wasn't for some of our uh, community leaders only then but you know such as this resource it's just like there's really nothing there and I still feel that organizations are still failing to kind of kind of get the gist but you Know this is where we need to encourage the discussion.
0: So, not only potentially really incredibly validating content on the website for trans women, but by bringing things into the light, like Star Lady mentioned as well, it really can change people's lives and directly impact women's safety uh, and survival yeah. and happiness a crucial thing, to totally. Also.
2: Happiness and the yeah. an ability yeah. access yeah. to access love. Oh my god, people yeah. yeah, love. Need to thrive.
1: we're all deserving of it we're all deserving of it we need to thrive we all need to continue to thrive and you know being able to you know have services that actually help us can only you know help us to continue to thrive but yeah we're also deserving of that love
2: Mm. and the safety safety love and safety totally And I think another sort of like really major issue with this is uh, we need to change our respectful relationships content and for it to specifically include, you know, trans women in that dating, you know, uh, cis men. One of the reasons, you know, I say that is because in the interviews, it was really clear that many cis men were first exploring their attraction to trans women through watching porn that porn was often misogynistic, you know, and objectifying trans women. And, I mean, the CGPC is not, we don't have an anti-trans porn, but it's a particular how this porn, you know, is made and how it portrays trans women. And the problem is that is the only source that men were getting and learning about their attraction to trans women that is a problem because it 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 led them to i guess fetishizing and objectifying trans women and centering their own gratification and their own you know their own sexual experiences and treating us like an object you know especially because of that stigma and discrimination so it's like if because it asserts power over us and so it's like if you're an object i can desire an object but if i make you real that's, you know, can be very sort of, like, threatening, and Mm. I just think this is where we need to, like, provide greater sort of, like, you know, respectful relationships content outside of porn, because there's that risk of that. Like, men would sometimes talk about porn being this safe space for them, and I'm like, well, that's great that you've found that space, but, like, that porn's objectifying, and we need to give you other spaces to be able to explore your attraction to trans women where you can see and where you can see healthy and respectful interactions not one where a guy is sort of like you know centering his own pleasure and is dominating or being in really sort of humiliating or degrading ways treating trans women and I think that that's a sort of real you know is a real problem we need to be depicting healthier relationships if that's the only place where you're seeing cis men and trans women, it's a real problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think especially seeing some of the, um, I guess, the quotes from men on the website as well, it, it, it is so different to those kind of, yeah, really um, objectifying and I guess really dangerous narratives. It was really, really beautiful to read their thoughts actually about their loving relationships or respectful interactions uh-huh. with their partners who are trans women. Um, so... We're sort of getting towards the end of the interview. I wanted to ask, um, was there anything that you'd like to add to what we've we've covered today?
1: I think uh, continue to have the conversations, uh, continue to, if you can, support trans uh, women, you know, trans and gender diverse community relationships. Um, Education is key, is important, And just, you know, getting the words out there, like in terms of creating a safe environment for our trans community and however way they choose to express themselves, love themselves and thrive. It's so important to feel safety. So, yeah, calling upon allies, you know, and interested people that want to come aboard as allies Um, we need the support, we need as much encouragement and also um, going into places and affirming some action would be great as well.
2: And I would just add that, you know, some trans women are in loving and healthy relationships with cis, straight or bi plus men, but that's not the dominant narrative And we need to transform it so it is the dominant narrative that we all deserve to be loved and we all deserve to be respected we all deserve our relationships to be able to access you know public life our friends our communities you know our families and i think we still have a long way to go there are many missing resources you know trans and gender diverse people have all sorts of relationships we need more resources for all of those communities But also we need more, I guess, resources and education. You know, there's missing pieces of work in prevention, you know, for uh, families, uh, for um, community and for, you know, friends. Like how do you be an ally? I think there's an area that we've identified that would be great because if our communities and families are supporting us and supporting our relationships, we won't be experiencing that violence in the first place Why are trans women being murdered by their cis male partners? And is it met with silence or ridicule in the in the media? This needs to stop. I can't understand why, you know, why it's taken to this project we've done to we begin to invest in this area. Trans women are dying from this. And we need to, we need to change that story. And we need everyone's commitment to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well the website is an amazing achievement congratulations to everyone involved and seems like a real step in the right direction so thank you both so much amal and star lady for for joining us on the program to speak about it today women on the line you were just listening to star lady and amal leo in conversation about transfem.com.au a new violence prevention resource designed to support trans women who date or hook up with heterosexual or bi-plus cis men. If today's discussion of intimate partner violence against trans women brought anything up for you, you can find support and referral resources on the website, transfem, that's fem as in F-E-M-M-E, dot com dot au. And that's all for Women on the Line today. Women on the Line is a community radio national feminist current affairs program featuring the voices of women and gender diverse people. This program was produced in Nam, Melbourne, with the amazing support of 3CR staff. A big thank you to them. Women on the Line is broadcast across Australia on the community radio network, and we greatly appreciate financial support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. We welcome your comments or thoughts on today's show, so send us an email to womenontheline at gmail.com or phone 3CR on 03 9419 8377. If you would like more information about today's program or to listen to the show again, you can find what you need on the Women on the Line website, 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. The theme music for Women on the Line is by Ripley Cavara. I'm Emma Hart. Hope you can tune in again next time. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.